welcome back to the show. Um, I took a week off. I had a couple of guests postponed, but we're back now, and we've got a bunch of cool guests lined up. Today, we've got Alyssa on the line, currently from Utah. Um, she's fairly new to the industry, so it was good to get to uh, chat with someone who's at the beginning of their journey. She's uh, an ambassador for Big Kid Blocks, and she drops a discount code in there, so if you're in the market for some Big Kid Blocks, you yeah, listen along and, and check out that discount code. Um, she's working alongside Andy's Pinstriping, so she's definitely in good hands where she is now. She's doing restoration, and uh, look forward to following her journey on Instagram, so here's the chat, and I hope you enjoy it. So we've got Alyssa Carr on the line. Uh, where are you from again, sorry? Uh, Colorado. Well, I'm from Colorado. I'm living in Utah right now. Utah. Awesome. So we've got another chick on the line. That's awesome. Um, how long have you been in the industry? So I've only been about two and a half, going on three years now. Oh, fairly fresh. Yes. What, what did you do beforehand? I did some screen printing. Uh, I did. Like, I'm gonna take I asked you. I needed a break, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go. Go, please. Okay, so I um, I did screen printing, and then before that, I was a housekeeper, and that's really what got me. I just didn't like it. I hate cleaning houses, and so I went to this um. Uh, Brushmasters getaway. It was like a four-day painter's retreat, and I loved the culture, and uh, I fell in love with it, so I went to the local body shop and asked if he would teach me, and he did. So I took a huge pay cut, but I'm on my way up now, so. So you're still doing an apprenticeship, per se? Oh, no. I saw it. Not anymore. I left him, and then I went to a different town in Colorado. And he taught, this. the second shop I was at taught me quite a bit of what I know. And then I got another job offer in Salt Lake to do restorations. And I took it because I was tired of collision. But I, I learned a lot with the collision. So you, by the sounds of it, you got a little daughter, is it? Yeah, I, got, I have a 10-year-old daughter and a 4-year-old son. So you've been... You've been moving cross country or around the country? Kind of. Around Colorado mostly and then to Utah is the first time I moved out of out of Colorado my whole life. So she's been my daughter though, she's been to like five different schools now. So I kind of feel bad but I'm just chasing I don't know where I wanna be, but I, I like it here so far. Yeah. So you're working in a restoration shop at the moment. How what's the go there? How big's the team? What are you guys sort of working on? So, um, uh, we have two body guys, two painters. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Andy, Andy's pinstriping. He's, he's pretty big on Instagram. So he's the one that kind of found me on Instagram and then told his boss about me. And so he's the other painter there. And then there's two, like my boss and then this other guy, they put together all the cars after, after they're finished. Um, so right now I am work. Well, my next project is a Chevelle. I, can't, I don't know the year exactly. My my most recent project uh, was a '56 Bel Air, and it just left, and that turned out so good. Considering there was so much surface area on those cars, 
I had to use long blocks, and it took me a couple of weeks to sand it down and get it all right, and then paint it was probably about a week, I would say, but then the owners are finishing putting it together. They didn't want to... Oh, and I did bluff and polish that whole thing, or cut and polish the whole thing. Awesome. So how have you found it yeah. being a, a female in a male-dominated industry? I mean, I've gotten quite a bit of... Um, positive uh, like positivity out of it like I don't know it's I don't know I don't know good and bad I I guess I would say that a lot of the time like if I'm like if I it's a, a really famous guy or something he's always wants something out of it you know I don't know so that's the downfall of it but I think it's it's good for business to have a female in the shop too and so it's helped me a lot having being female, but I got skill set though, so that goes that helps a lot too. I think I can de- you can definitely see the growth of females within the industry, like just on say Instagram. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's really cool to see. So you do a bit of um, pinstriping and airbrushing as well, by the look of it. Yeah, I so I've done. I did. It was it was a while ago. Um, a year ago, I did a tailgate, airbrushed a tailgate with Mexican culture, um, religion, and, and like some scenery of uh, the scene in Mexico. And it turned out pretty good for my first big airbrush job. I was pretty happy with it. I would, I wanted to go further, but they didn't want to spend the money. But it was a good to get my foot in the door. And I want to, yeah, I started doing the custom thing like the metal flake that's what I first started doing and then it kind of went a different direction um so I just I'm waiting on buying a house so that I could have space to do more of that but I love that's that's what I fell in love with was that part of it and it sounds like you're in the right place you said you got is Andy's pinstriping working alongside yourself yeah he's been helping me with different like techniques and uh, just things that, I mean, he's been doing this forever, for 20 years, maybe even longer, I don't remember, and he, so he does his custom painting on the side, and so, anytime I want to do anything extra, he's right there to help me out, and so that's awesome, it really opens some doors for me coming here. So what's your, your future goals and ambitions, is that where you see yourself heading, doing custom stuff? I think so, that's, that's why I got into this industry, was for that, um, I I would like to have my own business just flipping cars because I've seen my last two shops, like the owners dealing with the clients, the clientele, and it's it seems like they're just really stressed out all the time. So I would like to do um, just flip cars, just buy them and flip them and then sell them. And so it's whatever I want to do, whatever I choose, you know. And you get your creative freedom on doing whatever the hell you exactly. want to do. Yeah. So you mentioned yeah. you just finished up the 56 build. Um, do you want to talk us through that one? I know I think I've seen some pictures of it. It's a two-tone job, right? Yes, I did learn a lot on this job. Um, I So a lot of problems, obviously, that I don't put on Instagram. You know, and I was thinking about it, and I should put more of my fuck-ups on there. <laughs> and... Uh, um, but like, so a lot of overspray, I had to redo the, so it was two tone. I had to read. So when I 
did I do first? I did the blue first. And then I did the silver, I want to say, yes. And when I taped off the blue, I should have, I, looking back now, I know what I did wrong. I should have just used tape um, instead of paper because I was dealing with a lot of uh, overspray that bled through. And then, what else? I don't know. It was, it was a fun, it was probably one of my favorite projects. And before that I did seven, a 72 long bed and that was a two tone as well. Um, and I learned a lot on that too. It seems like every job I learned something new. Yeah. Um, I think that you can never stop learning really in this kind of work. Yeah. You're always constantly learning with the two tones. You're always, are you trying to hit them in one go generally like doing both colors? Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I don't, yeah. Even Andy, he was like, "So you're gonna do the one color and then clear it, and then and then do the next." I was like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the color, tape it off, and then clear it all in one." So that's what I did, and um, it worked out eventually <laughs> after having to fix some, you know, oversprays and stuff. But next time I do two tone, I know exactly what I'm gonna do now. Yeah. How do you generally do they tackle the jobs there? Did that go back to bare metal? Um, yeah, most of the time, that's what, that's funny, because they, they always send it to, pa or sandblasting, get it, get it all cleaned up, and then there's this one that came in, the Chevelle, and it was before I had got to the shop, and, but I, so it was part of the restoration side, so I had to fix it, but it was blistering from underneath, and it was because the guy didn't want to pay to get it sandblasted, and so I had to fix the blistering and the, um, racing stripes on it and so I had to you know sand it down to bare metal and then we kept having problems with color match because it's it was a pearl white and it just wasn't matching so I ended up having to blend it anyway it turned out good but so yeah um the best way is to do sandblasting completely down to bare metal for sure and then carrying on from that how do you what do you guys do to tackle your restorations so he um, uh, goes to body, and then he'll fix it from there, and then I'll do CRE. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Um, and that the, coming here was the first time I ever used CRE, and it it's a good primer. It's like that epoxy etch prime, and uh, and then sand it, and then if it needs to go back to body one more time, it will, and then I'll prime it again with this. Um, not the CRE, it's just a, a high build primer. And then I'll sand it. And this 56, I had to do, geez, it was, I don't know. It was, I feel like, too many primes that I had to do to get it flat. But I even had to sand some, some Bondo because it was, it was just too wavy. I'm trying to get my body guy to move to the big kid blocks, honestly. Um, he's still using Durablots, so, uh, he's an old school guy, he, he's like, you know, uh, old dog, new tricks, doesn't work, <laughs> so. Are they so doing, do, are they doing their body work over metal? What's that? Are they doing their body work over metal or over primer? Over, um, over metal, yeah. Right. 
so he's using that epoxy. I don't know much about bodies. That's one part of the, the industry I really would love to learn. Um, but he's using, I guess it's, no, no, it's a fiberglass mud or something like that. And then using um, the bondo over top of that. And you mentioned so, the, the big kid blocks. You you got a working relationship with them. You offer a discount code on your page. I do. It's, um, what is it? Oh, it's Auto Body Bitch uh, 10 for 10% off. Yeah. So how did the, the relationship develop there? They found me, and then he told me, he, he said that uh, I needed their blocks in my hand and my face, and so they sent me a kit. And I love them. I they are great blocks, and so I just started using them. And then he sent me another kit, a couple others, and yeah, I just keep promoting for them. They're it's easy to promote for a, a a product that works really well, you know. Yeah. What uh, what's your go-to? What sort of range do you have? Do you use the money makers or? I, yeah, the Moneymaker's probably my favorite, my go-to, for sure. Yeah, I got, I've, I've, I've pretty much got their full range, that's, it's funny you mentioned the yeah. Moneymaker, that's probably one I, I don't go for, I just don't like that handle, I guess. Oh, really? That's my favorite handle. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so it goes into primer, high build primer, what, what primer are you guys using there, do you know? So we just switched to Chromax. Um, actually, when I got there, I was talking because in my last shop we used Chromax, the Chroma Premier, and I love that product so much. And they're using PPG Omni for their little cheaper line for the collision, and then the Omni um, Enviro for the higher end. And um, they were having color match issues, and so I was talking about the Chroma Premier and never had color color match issues ever. And so we were switch, slowly switching to that, and so we're using the Chroma Premier 4 to 1 high build primer. It sounds great. It I don't know. I just love it. Um, yeah. And the is it a water-based or a solvent-based that you're putting on? So the solvent... So I think we're going to get the cheaper line of the solvent. And then they also have, it's called Chromo or Chromax Easy. It's the water base. We're also going to get that. I think that's coming in like a week or two. Yeah. We're getting a whole new system. Mm-hmm. Is the is the solvent base still like a uh, coat and a half sort of coverage? Um, I would say two coats. Two coats, that's it. Cool. And what other brands <laughs> were you using in the past? Have you used a bit of PPG? I never used PPG until I got here, um, and I still love the the uh, Exalta. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. It's just product. I use that. Yeah, Omni, um, the PPG Exalta. Oh, Matrix. Use Matrix. I did not like that at all. Um, yeah, I just keep going back to Exalta. And the clear you're using, is that the Chroma Clear? So, yeah, it's the uh, Chroma Premier 2 to 1 is what I've been using. Um, they're, for the collision side, they're still doing the, what is it, EC. So it's the PPG 3 to 1. But, yeah, this is Chroma Premier 2 to 1. I love it. Three coats, and I still haven't cut through, and it's hard. It... it <laughs> 
So it's a little harder to buff because it gets so hard, but it's like, I don't know, it's their uh, showcase clear, basically. Right. So that, uh, the 56 Bellia, do you, so are you flow coating that or you just put three coats on and you said you cut and buff that one, right? Yes, sir. Just three coats and then cut and buff. What's your cut and buff technique? So I start with thousand, um, wet sand, everything, um, block it. And then I'll switch to the DA when I go up to, when I get, so I'll start with a thousand and then go 15 and then two, and then I'll jump to three with the DA and then to 5,000 and then finish with 8,000. And then the buffing process is so fast. I, I learned more about buffing since I've been to this shop than I ever did before. Yeah, are you cutting with wool? Um, no, nope, it's, it's so, my boss likes to use the Meguiar's and they have this really hard, um, it's a red pad. It's super hard, so it's really easy to burn through if you're not careful, which I have done. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then you use the uh, um, it's the Meguiar's 100 cutting compound, and and then and so I found by playing with it, then I'll switch to the um, the black pad for the 3M, and then I'll use the the number two 3M cutting compound to finish it and it works so good i don't know those two together or what i just found that that works for me yeah and what's your uh, preferred spray gun what what spray guns are you using so um i got the um welcome 360 genesis for my base coat I like the way it lays the metallics down really well. And then my, I love the DV1, um, the Velvis Clear Coat gun. It is amazing gun. So those are your two? Those are my two. And then I've been, actually, I've been using, um, there's Iwata, I can't remember. It's, it's one of their signature guns. It's great. I can't remember the name, but it is Iwata. And it is an amazing gun too. Like, I feel like I could, I, I've been using it for the sealer. But I, I, it could lay down clear, amazing, because of the pattern it has and um, the uh, how much product it puts out. It could, I, I think you could use it for anything. Yeah, for sure. So what, uh, on your clear gun, what setups are you running on the DV1? I like, so I'll have it wide open. Um, and then I'll, when I, after I clean it, I'll pull the trigger halfway in, and so and then the the knob with the spring. I'll turn it until I feel the trigger um, pull back a little bit, and then that's what I set it at. And then I like to set it at um, thirty psi is what I like. <laughs> I like the product coming out. Awesome. So have you got any yeah. any tips? You're obviously female coming into the industry. Any tips for? Some other younger females that are looking to get into the industry? Um, take a class. <laughs> I don't know. Um, ask questions. Get online and ask a ton of questions. Put yourself out there. Um, it goes a long ways. Especially if you, like, I'm a single mom of two, and 
I don't, you know, I'm not making a ton of money. I'm making an okay living, but to just go out and try products and buy a bunch of stuff just to see if I might like it, it it's unrealistic. So, um, yeah, just put yourself out there and try and get some people to help you out. I think that would be my tip. What's the general um, pattern of how people get into the industry over there? Over here, you generally go for a, like you say, go knocking on doors and get an apprenticeship. Is it, are you more so to take a class over there, are you? Yeah, um, there's classes, tons of classes. I would say for, I would say 500 bucks a piece for a class just to get the, a little bit of knowledge in it and then go ask for a job. I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of anti-college. <laughs> um, I never needed it. But, you know, you can learn faster, obviously, if you go to school. Um, and But I got paid to learn. So that was my – I liked doing that. Obviously, it took a pay cut, but it was it was worth it in the end because I absolutely love what I'm doing now. I enjoy going to work every day. Um, and I'm getting paid to do it. Awesome. Oh, well, I know this was a little quick one, but um, by the sounds of it, you need to get back to your kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate you coming on. Yes. Thanks very much. Thanks. Bye.